Welcome to Hannah's Heart. So Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. No matter who we are, we can be inspired by the fact that Hannah took her pain to God and God heard her and was with her. So when she was praying at the temple, she had been weeping and not eating and her lips were moving, but her eyes were closed and the priest was like, why are you drunk at the temple? Because <laughs> yeah. it can become an obsession when you want Wanting a child so deeply. And desiring that baby and to be a mama. Every holiday, every Mother's Day. This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome. But this is a show that says, however God answers your cry, we know that He's enough. Hey, I'm Anne. And I'm Kendra. And you are listening to Hannah's Heart on American Family Radio. We are so blessed to be able to come alongside you if you're struggling with infertility or um, if you've been through a miscarriage or you're in the middle of adoption. However, God is growing your family. We understand that desire to have a family and we want to pray with you to be able to lean and trust on God. There's an awesome community that we're forming on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, You can also email us at Hannah's Heart at AFA. Connect with us any of those places and let us just um, encourage you to cling to Jesus during this season of your life. That's right. That's right. Um, so today, it's just me and you, Kendra, in the studio. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> right. No guests today. Um, but we are going to continue working on our Women of the Bible series. We've already done a right. few shows Um talking about different women. We started with Hannah, obviously. Specifically barren women of the Bible. Right, right. Who struggled barren with infertility. Barren women of the Bible, um, because there's definitely a few mentioned. Mm-hmm. And so um, we are going to continue that today. Today we are going to be talking about Elizabeth and Zechariah. Great so, story. I love their story. Yes, they have an awesome story. Very close relatives to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so um, obviously they're important people anyway. But this is John the Baptist, mom and dad, that mm-hmm. we're going to learn about today. Amen. Well, let's just jump in. All right. So this story is covered in Luke 1. So I was going to read just a few verses at first just to kind of introduce us to this couple, and then we'll discuss some. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. So I'm going to start in Luke 1, 5. In the time of Herod, king of Judah, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. I'm guessing on how to say that. Was that was a great, Abijah, great shot. <laughs> something, something. His wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing mm. all of the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. So that mm. sounds like a lot to live up to. They yeah. were righteous in the sight of God, and they did his commands blamelessly is what it says. Mm. So they were... But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive and they were both very old. So I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. There, it's, the scripture just told us that they were blameless mm-hmm. and they were trying to live a life that honored the Lord, but yet she just wasn't able to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times I know I did and I've heard of other women struggling with infertility thinking like, what did I do? Mm-hmm. What sin mm-hmm. have I done in the past that keeps me from... It's a punishment a from God. You view it as in culture right. makes us think that. And it's human nature for us to assume that. Right. Oh, for sure. And so when I read that, I thought that was interesting because I'm like, it even says that she was blameless mm. and she still struggled to have a baby. And it mentions that they're old. 
this mm-hmm. is biblical days, so I don't know how old that yeah. means that she was, but she was old. Um, mm-hmm. Once when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot according to the custom of the priesthood to go to the temple of the Lord and burn incense. So Zechariah is now at the temple. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. I feel like there's so many times in Scripture where it says when an angel appeared, it says she yeah. was she was frightened. He was scared. They're terrified. You know? They're huge. Right, right. So I just and glowing. <laughs> right. I can't imagine. You know, if one were to appear today, yeah. I'd be like, "What is this?" Well, not to mention they're already in the temple, right. where like you know, at this point, he's not in the holy of holies. He's in mm-hmm. the holy place, but priests could drop dead if they had sin on them and hadn't prepared. Properly, properly to be in the presence of God. So you're already in this really holy place right. and this massive creature <laughs> appears to <laughs> you. Um, but the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Mm. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son and you are to call him John. Mm. He will be a joy and a delight to you and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or any other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. Mm. I thought that was interesting reading through that. He's going to be filled with the Holy Spirit before he's even born. Born, and we'll know? see that later in Scripture. We're going to get to that uh-huh. passage where it's fulfilled. Right. But to right. see that it was prophesied from him. Like, you know, that's just in today's culture with um, people not, that it's just a fetus in the womb. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a real life. Yeah. How can it be filled with the Spirit of God, you know, if it's mm. not an actual, like, that's such a, another indicator that um, every life is sacred so and treasured and right. and to pray over your babies too because apparently like okay they might not be able to process language yet their brains might still be forming and developing um, but you better bet the spirit of God can be with them and you can oh, sure you can pray over a baby in the womb and say Lord make your make your presence make your peace rest on this baby that's right that's right because that life is precious and mm-hmm. I good point that we're seeing that here um he will bring back many of the people of israel to the lord their god and he will go on before the lord in the spirit and power of elijah Mm. to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the lord Mm. so that's a big job yeah we're hearing that this baby that he didn't even know about that I don't guess Elizabeth knows about yet mm-hmm. um, that he knows a huge his son <laughs> right, is going to do one day. I just can't imagine, yeah. um, you know, I'm definitely already praying for our mm-hmm. two, mm-hmm. you know, that they will come to know the Lord for themselves early in life. Will and I pray that over him just about mm-hmm. every night before bed, um, you know, that the Lord will make himself known to them early. But you had to hear like, and this is what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. That's pretty exciting to hear. I bet as a daddy that you're like, what? I think for <laughs> couples that struggle with infertility, and we've said this before on the show, but I think there's a unique calling on the children that often come mm. from those mm-hmm. unions because I think God knows this couple has sought me and has prayed. And there's like this extra prayer covering that comes over those babies before they're even there. Like I know both of our stories, we had 
hundreds of people hundreds. praying for us yeah. before um, we ever conceived. Yeah. You know, and I just think that God knew, um, like, John the Baptist could have been just like easily born. You know, sure. why did God pick a couple that was past childbearing years? <laughs> you know, <laughs> to why? To send this man to be born to. He knew they would take it serious because they. Um, had been praying for their whole lives for right. this blessing and that they would not take lightly this huge calling that God had placed on, spoiler alert, his name's going to be John, John <laughs> the Baptist's life. Right, right. Um, okay, so Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years too. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand <laughs> in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And this is a good part to me. I'm like, whoops. It's a little bit of a rebuke there from <laughs> yeah. the angel Gabriel, who's yeah. this massive giant. Uh, I just came from the presence of right. God. So here you we go. You want me to prove myself to you? <laughs> right. And here goes Gabriel saying, and since yeah. you did that, and now you will be silent and not mm. able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. Mm. I think I can learn a lot from yeah. that. <laughs> I can relate to Zachariah, though. Like, I mean, uh, on the one hand, there's this massive angel and this supernatural <laughs> experience. So part of you should just be like, wow, like I'm outside of the realm <laughs> of natural order of things. Right. But there's also like this practical side of you that's like, Are I've wanted sure? this for so long. Like, how right. can you, how can I be sure how, that I can trust this before I let my heart hope? Right. Well, and for them at their age, it didn't make any sense. Right. Just, you know, and I feel like as a human, that's so hard to process when mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, right. you know. Um, but the Lord doesn't have to make sense mm -hmm. in our small little minds mm -hmm. because he works so much bigger than what we can ever ask or imagine. I mean, it mm -hmm. says it in scripture, you know. Right. So I remember having to wrap my mind around the fact that we had gone almost four years without being able to conceive, being told mm -hmm. we're not going to unless we do IVF. I wasn't on medicine anymore, wasn't seeing the doctor. And then all of a sudden, I, <laughs> I mm. feel like the Lord's telling me to take a pregnancy test, and I go in, and it's positive. I just remember being <laughs> what? like, what? Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> I just mm. That morning, I will never forget. Mm. And just not being able to fully comprehend what I was seeing there. Mm. I'm like, this, this can't be right. This can't be right. Yeah. But there's a difference in shock and awe and how will this be. And in, in a having a spirit of unbelief. Mm, yeah. And you can compare Zechariah to Mary because both of them mm. in Luke chapter 1 have visitations from the same angel, from, from Gabriel. Angel. And she asks um, Mary, you know, the angel comes to her and says that she's going to conceive and have Jesus. And even even more miraculous conception. <laughs> right. Like she's she's not, like, um, she's not dealing with the age thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Some practical <laughs> things need to happen, you know. And uh and, the, and Mary's response, she does. She says, well, how can this be since I'm a virgin? Mm -hmm. But then she also says, maybe to me, as you've said, like whatever. Right. I'm you're, your servant. I'm your servant. So she's got this like, I don't know how, like she's she's asking questions out of um, like, what do I need to do right. to, to be on board with God's plan? And right. Zachariah seems to have a spirit of unbelief. Right. And so God shushes him <laughs> and doesn't shush Mary. Um, so there's definitely something we can we can learn there. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I definitely think it is in your spirit how you're asking those questions. Because mm. I think we've covered that before. Like, mm. it's okay mm -hmm. to ask, like, God, why? What's yeah. going on? I don't understand. I'm hurting. 
I think those questions are okay, but yes, whenever mm. our hearts change or our spirits change towards the Lord, mm. to that disbelief or that He's not going to do it anyway, mm. no matter what I do, I think that there's a big difference mm. there um, where the Lord can then use our spirit for His glory and then we're, we're holding that back from Him. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I've never thought about it like well, and, that. And I think, too, this challenges couples that are listening that might feel like you're in an impossible situation. Mm-hmm. Um, to not be afraid to ask God for something impossible and to not mock somebody else who's praying for God Mm -hmm. to do something impossible Mm -hmm. in their life. Because I know for me, I've gotten really into when I studied fertility and like was, I felt like I was getting my PhD in like understanding <laughs> the science behind it. And I got real into the numbers and the figures and the odds and the chances. And if we do this option mm-hmm. that costs X amount of money, then we have this percentage of a chance. And it was very hard for me to, on the one hand, be realistic about science and nature and my body and the way that our, you know, the logical order of the way the universe works. Right. But then also to have this extra X component, which is God doing whatever in the world he wants to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people would pray things for me and it felt wrong to pray for something that to me felt very impossible mm. because I knew our medical limitations. And for those that don't know, my husband is a wheelchair user. He's a paraplegic. And um, I I was even during our fertility journey praying for God to heal him. Like, Lord, wow. he could walk. You know, if, if that was your will for us to have children by just healing him so that he yeah. could walk, you could do it that way. Um, but I felt weird praying that because it's such a big thing. And um, I had a, a Christian lady, a, a dear friend. Um, she said, I just, she said, I, Kendra, I want you to know, I think you honor God by the magnitude of your request Mm. because God when we acknowledge that we have a God who does big things and we ask him for big things um, we are recognizing his sovereignty and his power and his ability to move Um, we're still humbly saying I don't know what your plan is and how you're gonna work but I know that you can that's right we, our pastor at church he his little boy passed away when he was three years old Mm. really from they don't even really know why. Mm. Um, but uh, he was talking about that one day as he was sharing his testimony and just saying, like, I was praying as though I was at a life, I mean, uh, Lazarus tomb mm. for my little boy to be mm. risen from the dead. Jesus, you've done it before. Please do it again. He mm. was like, as I was in the back of that ambulance with my three-year-old son, I was begging him. And it didn't happen. Mm. It, they, You know, the Lord didn't raise that baby from the dead. But... I do believe that he honors what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Pray big things. Pray hard things. God was honored that he asked, right. that he believed, right. I can do this. Yep. And call to me. That's right. That's right. Um, okay. So we just read, let's see. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed so long. So he was in the temple yeah. for a long time. When he came out, to speak to them. He's playing he, charades. He couldn't speak. <laughs> he was showing signs, yeah. and they knew that he had seen something. They didn't know what he had seen or heard. Uh-huh. Um, and then he also wasn't able to tell them because mm. he couldn't talk because of his disbelief. Um, so he went home, and it says that after he was home, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months r- remained in seclusion. Mm. So she was hidden yeah. for five months. I, I tried to find more mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I don't see where she was told to hide. Right. So I wonder. I think maybe it's a cultural thing to hide know. when in the first 
a little bit? I don't know. I just, I, it seems like pregnant people sort of, like pregnancy then was more of a discreet than, you know, huh. now we're like, check out the belly bump. Right, right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's more of That's right. discreet. Maybe, you know? maybe that is why. I was trying to figure that out because it's, well, here in just a minute at month six, mm-hmm. she was gone. She was ready to go tell somebody. Can you imagine, though, that con- that not conversation, but him trying to explain to Elizabeth through, through sign language, <laughs> like what kind of game of charades That's was like, right. he keeps doing the belly sign and pointing to her and she's like, what are what you saying? But yet they were obedient to try right. to conceive That's right. at their old age. Like there is still a level of obedience where like, even though God said there's this thing that I'm going to do, mm-hmm. it still required a, f- a, f- a small faith action on right, their part. Right. And they, you know, um, they honored God in that, even though, like, they were old. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know how old, but. Yeah. Um, that is funny, though. And it says that Elizabeth responded and said, the Lord has done this for me, she said. In mm. these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. Um. So, yeah, I can't imagine being Elizabeth. Actually, mm-hmm. I can. can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. to think, I'm not saying that I felt like I was bringing disgrace among my family, but to, I felt like I was disappointing them mm-hmm. month after month, mm-hmm. especially our parents. Preaching. They never said. They never made you feel that way. Right. But the each Christmas that passed by that we didn't have an announcement or Mother's Day that mm-hmm. we didn't have an announcement or a birthday. I just remember I always thought, okay, this birthday, my mom's birthday is in August. Miss Kathy's mm-hmm. birthday is in October. That would be a great time. Just so many different plans mm-hmm. on how I could do that. And it didn't happen so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but anyway, I just feel like I could put myself in her shoes a little bit with that. Then we have the birth of Jesus being foretold. Mm -hmm. We kind of mentioned that earlier, that it was the same angel Gabriel who Mm -hmm. came to Mary, and Mary responded like, I don't know how or why, (laughs) but I'm your servant. And Mm -hmm. so um, Mary and Joseph had to still honor the Lord and trusting, Mm -hmm. you know, that this was his plan and, like, she's going to birth the Son of God. Mm -hmm. Um, So then we learn... um, that Mary visits Elizabeth. And so in Luke 1, 39, um, it says, after Mary says, I am the Lord's servant. And you get the sense that this is around the time that Elizabeth was going to have have John. Right. So right. like. She, I think she, Elizabeth was six months along at the time. So she's need some help around the house right. a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it says, at that time, Mary got ready and hurried to town in the hill of the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. Mm. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, Mm -hmm. and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. So I thought that was neat, too, because Gabriel Mm. told Zechariah that the baby would be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes. And it says when Mary entered her house, Elizabeth was then filled with the Holy Spirit. And Mm. we know that Mary was growing, you I know, love it. Jesus, the yes. Holy Spirit. Um, in a loud voice, she exclaimed, mm. blessed are you among women and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. 
Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Mm. That gives me chills. (laughs) Can you imagine that moment where these two mamas have both like miraculous conceptions and nobody else in the town understands what (laughs) what they're going through. But like, oh yeah, you had an angel appear to you. Uh Same angel came to my house. Let's talk. (laughs) Let's pour some tea. That's right. Let's just talk about it. And then. To realize that that baby leapt in her mm. womb because the Holy Spirit Jesus entered her, you know, his house. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just crazy. And they're cousins, right? That's mm-hmm. what we think. Right. Um, that um, they were cousins. And so I just wonder how much fun they had growing up um, mm-hmm. with each other. And that that's how their birth was told by miraculous conceptions both ways, you know. Right. Well, and John the Baptist had such a unique calling on his life to prepare the world for Jesus, right. you know, and he did not have an easy life. No, um, no. I mean, if you look at what he had to do, he had to be the voice in the wilderness mm-hmm. telling Pharisees, you brood of vipers. Right. <laughs> you know, he was not well loved no. by the people. And then he died. Yeah, he had his head. Cut he was off. cut off, you right. know, because of standing on the word of God. It was because he was calling out sin and corruption mm-hmm. that, that he ends up dying. But Jesus said of John the Baptist that among those born of women, there was none greater than mm-hmm. John the Baptist. Um, so clearly these parents m- pushed him and molded him into right. um, fulfilling the purpose that God had for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he, so I know we're not going to cover this full lesson, but he was even the mm. one to end up baptizing yes. Jesus. Yeah. And it's like, he was like, Lord, I don't, I don't deserve to get to do this for yeah. you. And um, I love that Jesus used him as a mm. demonstration to show us, you know, what we're supposed to do in mm. faith. Um, and we didn't talk about this much, but if you guys go back and listen to um a previous barren women of the Bible, we talked about um, Samson being born and how God gave Samson some very specific regulations um, that, you know, he wasn't supposed to drink wine and all of these things. Um, there's some very similar things of John the Baptist. He was, um, you know, had to live a very, uh, not to have fermented drink. And um, when it says that he came in the spirit and the power of Elijah, um, if you go back and read about Elijah's story, um, he Elijah did a ton of miracles, but he also made a lot of enemies too. Among he was not he was not afraid to speak mm. the truth that God gave him, right. and so John the Baptist came in that same spirit and power. And it was believed that Elijah had to come before um, the Messiah could come. So, mm. in part, um, he was fulfilling another Old Testament prophecy right. of coming in the spirit and power of Elijah. No, I feel like. This is not on infertility or miscarriage, but like this should encourage us as Christians mm. today with, with all the havoc going on. I feel like in the world around mm-hmm. us, sometimes I feel like my head can end up focusing on mm. so many bad things going on yes. that it feels <laughs> like, you know, but us as Christians, this is the time that we're supposed to stand up and mm. be bold, you mm-hmm. know, and John, we saw John the Baptist do that. And he himself was not the light, but he came as a witness to testify concerning the light (laughs) in a very dark dark time yeah and we're in a dark time it's been this dark before you know and so um i feel like it's so easy to um be okay with some lifestyle choices or Mm -hmm. just accept everyone Mm -hmm. and we're supposed to love everybody jesus has called us to love everyone right but to not be accepting we're supposed to be in the world but not of it right and so um i just 
Mm. Just using this time, I don't know, to encourage you and to encourage myself really mm. to stand up and be bold when we feel like, mm. well, it's a daily thing that we're supposed to choose to do, you know. Well, and recognizing that any children that the Lord may give you in your future, it's really not about you. Mm. It's about mm-hmm. the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And every child, no matter how they come into your life, they are a gift from God, but they are His. They, they are, are His. His children. That's right. And it's our job to direct and guide them. But to know that, like, you know, I think sometimes we want children for the wrong reasons. We want to have a a child to make us look great, to have a mini me that just looks exactly like me. And um, and God's like, but what if what if my purpose for your life is to have a kid who's going to be a world changer and he's going to face a lot of opposition and be very hated, but he's going to boldly, you know, proclaim proclaim truth. Mm -hmm. That's so good, Kendra. Um, Well, let's finish this Mm -hmm. off in prayer real quick. Sounds great. All right, Father God, I come to you right now to thank you um, for these barren women of Scripture, God, that I feel like we can learn so much from each story. Thank you for Elizabeth and her belief in you that you can Mm -hmm. do something wonderful, God, and you're still working today, God. Elizabeth's story is not where you finish working and fulfilling um, your promises. Um, That was just kind of the beginning, Lord, and so I pray that you um, just be with the listeners that hear this episode, and I pray that they're encouraged to just keep seeking you and to grow closer to you through um, what could be a really hard time in someone's life, God. I pray over the babies that will be born to these women, God, that they will be world changers, God, and that we will be the mamas that you've called us to be and the daddies that you've called our husbands to be, God, to teach them about you and to grow closer to you, Father. We love you so much. In your name I pray. Luke 137 says, for nothing is impossible with God. I want to leave you with that verse. For those of you that are praying, keep asking Him for miracles. That's right. Thank y'all for listening to Hannah's Heart. We hope to see you back soon. Mm-hmm.